We continue our story celebrating the birthday boy Ralf Siegel, who turns 75 today when this is released. If you have heard the previous episode, you know that you have a chance to get a CD box with over 200 songs composed by Mr. Siegel. But more of that in the end of this show. This episode begins in the German national final in 1998, but first we'll listen to this show's jingle, written and produced by the master himself. In 1998, you ended up with three songs in the pre-selection, Can Can, Carnival and Kids. And please tell me everything about the campy song Can Can. Well, this was an idea to also do something different, not mainstream. And Can Can is probably the most famous French dance in the old days. Girls putting their legs up and dancing. And I just like to do this idea. But I should have done the song itself, not with a rap. The rap killed the song, but the girls did a great, <laughs> a great job. And the singer was not also a rapper, he was a dancer. And he was nice, but uh, not strong enough. And, and anyway, we had no chance against Stefan Raab. You know, it was Gildo hat euch lieb and Alf Eagle instead of Ralph Siegel. <laughs> and it was the start of famous Stefan Raab started to overtake the Eurovision anyway. He took it over for the next 15 years. songs have gone through different phases. I, I think of Pirates on the Dance Floor that we talked about last time, that is available in two completely different versions. How many songs have you done in completely different versions? Well, Pirates on the Dance Floor was actually written for those two girls. I thought those two girls were cute and when I somebody gives me a chance and he says, okay. contact through I, I don't know a manager somehow and one of my friends and and then I met those two girls and said hey that's a, that's a cute idea 
and uh, let, let's do it with them. And this was the original we did. And then I had and other other singers doing it, and we never released it. before now when the girls called me and said they have their 25th birthday if they can release this on their album so I said do it just for fun and now I said okay now I put it on this album too because it's I think it's a good song in 2001 you competed with two songs do you remember them 2001 you came third and fourth third and fourth yes sure happy birthday party with Lou The other ones, and the other ones, uh, a song for all the world. The German tenors. Michelle won. You, you can do what you want. It is, it's okay. Michelle did a great job, and uh, we were uh, was a little bit sad, but that doesn't matter. It's that the competition is like it is, and be um, third and fourth at the same time is not bad, but it doesn't help you. You know, <laughs> you should not complain. Life goes on, and take life like it is. It's different. Life is different than yesterday. Not better or worse. Besides Corona, that's the only thing we really don't want. You know, that's really what should not have happened to the world. But we have to live with it and go on. You won with Lou two years later with the song Let's Get Happy. But did you work anything more with the German tenors? No. Uh, I had that song because I wrote that song for Pavarotti for 20 years ago. Uh, there was a competition where all the composers from all, all over Europe were asked to send a song in. And uh, I, I wrote four songs for Pavarotti. And uh, when the Eurovision came and I had talks with the industry I said how about the German tenors do you have a song I said I have a song yeah and then I used that song the song for, for all my friends what happened with the other songs they are still in my in my box one song I did one that song I did was with Kalpas uh, he did a, there was called I believe in you I believe in you that's one of the beautiful tenor songs I wrote and my ex-wife also sang one version of that
2003, you competed in Austria. Was this the first time you sent a song to their national final? No. I already sent a few songs to Austria because I have a lot of friends in Austria. And one was for Waterloo and Robinson, you know, which we did. So a wunderschön sleep and all the fly one many, many years ago. So And then one day, I had this, this wonderful girl singer, uh, Petra Frey, and I liked her very much. And she also was in the Eurovision and tried and tried. And then one day we wrote this, this night would never end. And I said, this has really a chance. This is a good song. We could not lose, except if a comedian comes along. This night should never end. She was number two, and Alf Poyer. And then they won. It was like Stefan Rabus, what they had to do the da. The same situation where you and then you have no chance. Anyway, it's comedian and they kicked us out. The moment you somebody else wins, you're out. One you can write your heart out. And then somebody comes along and, and makes a salto mortale and then he wins, you know. <laughs> This night should never I love this song. This night should never end. Cause Some of the famous groups or whatever would do it. It could be a great hit. Did you submit it to Germany too? No, it was specially done for Petra Frey. In 2004, you reached out to Malta and got a fifth place there. Was this song submitted to Germany too? No Malta song was ever submitted to Germany. I wrote them all for Maltese artists. My favorite one was He, which is really probably the best Maltese song I wrote. Plus we had a song which I loved very much that it was It's a Wonderful Life. It's never gonna make it. She, she was, I remember the girl now, Eleanor Kazar. She was also in Munich. She sang two songs for me and she did very well, but you cannot always win. It's just if you compete, you have to live with it that you don't win. But don't stop competing. If, if, it's, if I enjoy it so much, you know, don't stop trying, keep on trying as long as you live. He makes me fall in love, smiling from above, when he finds I've lost myself in feelings. He takes my breath away, makes me fall.
a Wonderful Life was in 2004 and he was in 2005. And in 2005, you actually submitted one song to Germany too. Which one? A Miracle of Love. You're getting into the deep wounds of my life <laughs> because the Miracle of Love was also number two. To tell you the truth, uh, it's it's one of the sad stories because Marco and uh, Nicole were very good. They were really very, very good. And I, I think, to, not to be big-headed, we would have done a very good position international-wise. It was a sweet couple. They sang well. They looked good. And then we had the so-called brief selection and there were only it was made up to the last two only two more and there was Grazia and there was Nicole and Marco and then the commentator said well now uh, ladies and gentlemen you have to decide between an old-fashioned song of Ralph Siegel or the modern song of Grazia and then we lost by three points 47 we had 47 points and the other Grazia had 53 and we lost. Then you have to live with it. Croatia became lost, you know. Then you really say, what would have happened if we, but it doesn't help. You say, what would have happened if we, it just, it was the way it is. And then you say, okay, live with it. All we need is a miracle of love. And all we need is a miracle of hope. Just to feel that someone there giving us a helping hand. I say that we're 75 years old, look at the future, even you never don't know how long it's going to be, you know, always look at the future. What keeps me alive is always having so-called dreams of doing something, like my music Zeppelin and my other shows I wrote, I don't know if I'm ever going to see them, but take your brain, and not your body anymore, <laughs> take your brain and look into the future, then you have a chance to live longer, and that's what I have to do. Hopefully it was 75 years old. Leader was really for me the worst ever not being in the final. This is my absolute favorite of, of uh, Valentina Monetta. Mine too. We wrote for Valentina every summer four or five songs, which are on the albums. Also, we did two albums and maybe was one of them, but we also wrote Sensibilita, for example. Sensibilita was even preferred instead of maybe. But then San Marino decided for maybe, so they go for maybe. I would have taken Sensibilita, 
So we went in the final, good, but it was not strong enough. Sensibilità, il cuore non dimentica, la sensibilità cui ci si addomestica, se vivi con amore, dal silenzio le parole, dalla roccia nasce il fiore, della sensibilità. We worked the whole summer, you know, we worked five, six, seven, eight concept 10 and then we produced finally five or six songs and then San Marino decided what whatever because of rule changes foreign composers weren't welcome in the Maltese national final for some years after 2005 but you were back in 2009 and then you competed with three songs in Malta well I competed with five songs before and I had a very, very bad, bad situation because one of the writers said, what does Ralph Siegel do here in Malta with five songs? You did Innocent Heart Tonight at the Opera and Blame It on Your Heart. I loved in, uh, Tonight at the Opera. Tonight at the Opera. And they did a good job, but the public said, no, no, opera singers, what, what can you do? You have to just to live with what the public says or what the company says. Innocent Heart was a nice song, nice song, not the greatest song ever, but, and the performers which I had were not the most famous, let's say so. in Ireland 2010. Yes, this, this, is, this is one of the songs which is also in one of my plays now. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very, very special song and a very good, good lyrics. I've made a rock version and a ballad version of it. And he was, he was a very, very good, good, good singer. And we met through some other friends and we were fourth. We had no chance. Johnny Law, or fifth, I guess, fifth. Yeah, you were fifth. Fifth in the final. But at that day, there was this famous Irish singer, she had to win anyway. In 2011, you competed for Portugal, Malta, and Moldova. How do you know all that? Portugal. 
And now you are really checking out countries right and left. Is is Scandinavia the only region you haven't covered? Well, uh, Scandinavia has the biggest composing group in the world. They have 500, 600 composers and songwriters who actually send their songs to Malta, to Germany, to Austria, to Azerbaijan, everywhere. And it's even financed or, or sponsored by the government, which I think is fabulous if you do that. And wherever you go, you have a Swedish writer or Scandinavian writer. And I say that's good because they love their writers, you know. Thomas Jason, you know, he's everywhere. <laughs> it's very hard to get into a competition in countries where you have no, no nobody and you have an unknown artist. You know, I was number three uh, in, in Ukraine, for example, you know. Mondo Blue. Yes, but you have a, you are fabulous. It's unbelievable. <laughs> It was so funny that, that a girl from Ukraine wanted to sing Italian. So they called me, she is an opera singer and she wants to sing Italian. So I said, okay, Italiano, and I speak very good Italian. And uh, so, so we did that and then they were concerned, but CERT doesn't help you. It costs a lot of time, all my engagement, all, all the time you spend in the studio with musicians, with sound engineers, with choir, with even photographers, whatever. It costs a lot of money and it's gone. It's like, like a blown in the air. That's the situation. Either you do it or you don't do it. And I love to do it. It's better than going into the a gambling hall. You know, it's like a little bit of gambling. Nowadays, Sweden accepts foreign composers as long as there is at least one Swede in the group. <laughs> do you sing well? No, <laughs> I don't bad. do. But I can do the lyrics. <laughs> You can do the lyrics, yes? I'm ready for anything as long as it has a chance. You have to know what artist, and I always meet the artist almost first. I need to know the personality, I need a feeling, I need to, the range naturally. If it's alto, if it's soprano, or if it's classical soprano, whatever, you need to know the artist. And you can have, have to get a feeling if she's strong enough to stand this competition. The competition takes a lot of strength. You need a strong management. You need a good designer, good choreographer, if she's not able to do it. In 2012, you wrote a song to the legendary Lisasia. Tell me, how did you come up with this idea? That was very simple. My father and my mother had 100th birthday. And I celebrated this birthday in recognition of their work, of their life. And I invited all the old friends that my father worked with. I gathered around 80 friends in a so-called big restaurant in Munich uh, with a little orchestra and I celebrated the friends of my father and my love of my mother. And at this, that time I also invited Liz Asya because she sang some songs of my father in the old 50s. And there she came with 86 years old and there she sat at my table. She was exactly left to me on the round table with Paul Kuhn and all the old, old artists from the old times 
And we were just talking naturally also about Eurovision. And then I said, just for fun, would you do Eurovision again? He said, yes, if you want to, I would like to do it again. I said, no, no, no you're joking. I said, no, I mean it's serious. I really would do it. So I said, let's, something very simple. We have now the 8th of June, and I call you in September. If you really would like to do that, I'll sit down and write something for you. So I called Jean-Paul Carat, who is uh, he, uh, he living down here in, in the south of France, and he came here to Italy, where I'm right now. And uh, so we wrote three, four songs, and finally, there was the story, and, and he wrote that song with all the deep of her heart. And then I made a demo, and I called her, I said, Liz, I have three songs we've written for you, two, two Italian songs, and one French song. Oh, c'est bien. Uh, she sings French and Italian, whatever. So she came to Munich with 86 years old. And the first thing was that I found out that I'm totally wrong in the key because her voice was not a soprano voice anymore, was an alto voice, which is an older lady. So the whole song was four notes lower than I thought it would be. So we changed the whole arrangement, did everything again. C'est mon destin Et je chanterai tous mes refrains jusqu'à la fin C'était ma vie, c'était la joie C'était nous deux les jours heureux pour toi et moi And she did a wonderful job. And then, as we said, we went to I think it was Kreuzlingen, there was a so-called final of Switzerland, and she was competing and did a great job. And then one of the jury members said, what are you do, still do here at your age? Why don't you stay home? A really mean, mean, mean position. Anyway, the kids didn't vote for her, and it was very sad, because 86-year-old lady singing Setima V, and she did a wonderful job, and she was so happy also, you know. And she called me, so I said, Ralph, can we do it again? I said, you're joking. I said, no, now I have to do something totally crazy, which has to be something for the kids. So I got this four, uh, four guys, and they were great rapping acts, and we wrote, wrote that song. She was explaining the kids' life, and they were explaining their, their use and so on, you know, rapping. It was a sweet song. It's, uh, it's, I think it's still on the internet. And we made even a video. And it's all in your head.
was then there was a so-called competition with voting on the internet. And there were 600 or 800 songs to be voted for. And we had no chance at all to be voted because there were the so-called followers of fans and of groups. So we had not even got one chance to get in the final in Switzerland. So it was dropped dead. It just dropped dead in the internet. <laughs> Miss Asia was fabulous. And now she died and I'm very sad, but that's life as is, you know. But she was a fabulous, fabulous artist. And she was 50 years history. I mean, a legend, you know, Euro Eurovision legend. But one day we all have to go. In 2016, you were back in the German pre-selection with the first song in 11 years. And I know since the previous episode that this one is your absolutely favorite. Don't remind me. I wrote that in America, really lying in, 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 in the swimming pool, looked up and said, God, all the problems that are under the sun, we are one. Three members uh, of, uh, in this, car, in this uh, final, which were unbeatable. They had millions of followers. There was one girl; she was a winner of Voice, uh, Kids of Voice of Germany. So it was impossible to win, impossible. And we had this wonderful young singer Laura Pinsky, but th th we had no chance. I mean, just no chance. We were four, but those first three, they had millions of followers, and millions of callers, you know, fans. That's the other situation. I think we would have done very well. I don't think we would win. I said, but very well. There was a real good. It's also on the album. The most recent time we saw you in a national final was in 2017 in Moldova with the song "Join Us in the Rain." I wrote that song, and uh, just just was looking for an artist, and I called my, one of my friends from Moldova. I said, "Do you have a competition?" Yes, we have this couple. And said, "I have a good song. I have no artist. I have no chance in Germany." They came and they sang, but the, the winner of Moldavia was much better. <laughs> it, was, it was a real great, great winning song they had there. So we were three or four, I guess. Hey, won't you join us in the rain? Wash away the bay of light. Say, come and join us on the train. Come along, come along and we'll survive. have any concrete plans for 2021? My musical. My main plans is, is uh, hopefully the corona is not making us any problems anymore or less problems because the theater has to be 
it's close everywhere. New York is sealed as a close to the end of the year. And uh, my concrete hope is that we can do Zeppelin world premiere on the 10th of June uh, and running there for 10 days, then going also to the Deutsche Theater in Munich. And I think we, we I worked over four, five years on that on that show and uh, the director is good. The, 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 come and see it. It's one of my best works I've done, yeah. I will come, Ralph. I will come. That will be great, really. And bring all your friends, all your Eurovision friends and your podcast friends. And you do such a great job. And I see you here on, on Skype and you smile much more than I do. <laughs> You're so, so, so right to smile. You know, you're young and, and uh, I enjoy people like you and have fun with talking to you, really. I really enjoy it very much. Lovely. Nearly all of these songs we have talked about today and many, many, extremely many more are included in the CD box. Please tell me more about this gigantic project. Well, the gigantic project is only possible if you're uh, at least 75 years old. <laughs> And if you've been in the business 60 years, I've been in this business over 60 years now. I've been writing all my life. I've been producing all my life. I've been learning all my life. I've been learning through many estates of uh, young sites where you write different songs. I wrote in the 60s songs like Bob Dylan or Donovan, that's that style. Then later I wrote like Motown songs. And I was always been trying to learn new new ways of writing and to get acquainted with, with, with jazz and with, with pop and soul. And this album, these are 10 CDs, over 200 songs, which have one big side of the hits, the smash hits in German, also some of the country songs with Bellamy Brothers and many others, and naturally also with Mireille Mathieu and Patrick Duffy and all the big Eurovision hits and the songs which did not make it to the final from the Eurovision ESC. And I'm so happy to be able to put these songs now, which have never been released. Some are really on this album. Plus, especially the CD, was, it's only demos because the real version will be out hopefully next year and, and other years. But I said, well, if ever God gets me before, I want some people to hear those songs and to hear those unknown demos, unknown songs, which will take part hopefully in the musical scene in the next years. Plus, I'm still writing every day, sitting here on my piano, and I have a few good new ideas. I don't know what to do with them yet. <laughs> well, I hope I can hear them soon. My dear friend, I hope we spend a wonderful afternoon or a wonderful evening together, and then we go through my files, and you will hear a few things which you may hate or you may love. That's up to you. And I'm writing just from the bottom of my heart. So maybe we write a song together. That's atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we all a little bit crazy? Normal is okay, but it's boring. <laughs> Everybody's different, you know? Yeah. But you've got to find a way of getting out of the normal a little bit. If, you, if you're in the normal, that's like mainstream. That's why I don't like mainstream music. You have been so friendly, Ralph. So you have gave me some CD boxes to give to the listeners. Well, it's a pleasure. Really, I think you have great listeners and uh, I give you 10 boxes and you you pick them in the end or maybe in the other day. When would be the uh, world premiere of Zeppelin at what date <laughs> in Füssen? <laughs> that would be nice promotion for 
my play, I would be very happy if you all come there. But some of those excerpts are on this album, 10 plus 1, and there is my musical dream, Zeppelin, eight songs out of the show. And these are demos, and they're done with all my heart, with artists, they're just demo singers, but they do the best job they can. And I think you enjoy them. It's never been released, nobody knows them. And I think some people will love it, some people, you can't love everything, but that's the work I've done, I've been doing the last five years. And one day maybe I can do it for Eurovision again. I don't know when, but I still cross my fingers. <laughs> Well, it's a fantastic CD box. I have I have seen the list of all the songs that that's in it. So you will have this CD. I can assure you. So just <laughs> share this episode on your social media accounts, Facebook and Instagram, and do the hashtag Eurovision Legends and hashtag Zeppelin Dust Musical. And I will give ten of you this CD box. going to celebrate your birthday well actually first of all we don't know if we are allowed to celebrate the situation here in germany is very very difficult and somehow i invited my friends my close friends which are around 75 like my age and we're still waiting for the okay to celebrate here whatever is going to happen in the next two or three weeks if we can celebrate we celebrate at the festspielhaus in füssen on stage with the artists which are singing there. And this would be my most beautiful birthday right now. But we don't know yet if Corona allows to do that or the government says yes or no. So I hope we can do it. And then whoever I'm gonna see there, I'm gonna embrace and say, happy birthday to me. <laughs> it's, it's lucky to be 75, you know, and you have to be very lucky. And I was lucky in my life and I thank God for that, really. I know we still haven't covered everything that you have created for the Eurovision. So I guess we have to do another episode sometime where we try to find the hidden gems in your drawers. Well, there's a lot of hidden stuff if you write 50 or 60 years. And naturally, Eurovision was one part of my life. It wasn't all of my life because I did other artists which were never in the Eurovision like uh, Rex Gillo or... Peter Alexander
und sie sehnte sich so sehr nach Liebe, nach ein bisschen Wärme für ihr Leben. Traurig stand sie immer nur daneben, keiner sah die Tränen in ihrem Gesicht. Sie sehnte sich so sehr nach Liebe, in ihr Tagebuch hat sie geschrieben, gibt's denn auch der lang ersehnte Augenblick war da. Liebe, nach ein bisschen Wärme für ihr Leben, da kam er und ist bei ihr geblieben, denn er sah die Tränen in ihrem Gesicht. Oh, Gott, oh yeah, he once was in Eurovision, but uh, I worked with many, many artists in my life and most of the most successful songs are on this, this album, but as I said, Eurovision is one part with my soul and my heart, but Right now it's musical, and musical is one part, it's not three minutes, it's three hours. I found actually one song on this CD box that I have never heard before, Nu für dich. This is written for Mireille Mathieu. Yes, I love it. It's a very deep, heartful song. Normally I don't use these titles which are so simple, but this was really written from the deepest of my heart for somebody and me Raymond you sing it <laughs> Laura is the angel of my later days and we met in 1970, three days after my birthday and she makes me the most happiest man in the world because she supports me when I'm writing, when I'm down, when I'm uh, thinking of business and she helps me too. She's been manager many years for DJ Antoine, a very famous DJ, and we met five years ago and she just helps me to go through tough days when I'm not, let's say, health. The health is always a big problem. I just had a heart operation a few months ago and she helped me. Now I had to my hand to be operated and she always helps me. And she helped me through day and through night and that's the most beautiful angel guarding me right now. I hope it lasts forever. Me too. Vielen Dank, Ralf. Ich wünsche dir ein Happy Birthday Party und mehr als ein bisschen Frieden. Oh, that's, that's so sweet of you. Uh, mehr als ein bisschen Frieden. We all want, we want more than a little peace. We want peace all over the world. And happy birthday to everybody else who has birthday today or tomorrow. It's a lucky day to be born. And it's also a lucky day to be 75. And well, everybody stay healthy, especially all of your vision friends and everybody else as well. And 
be loved by someone or love somebody.